Hi guys, thank you so much for tuning in to season two of Move From Your Heart. I just wanted to say a quick note, share a quick message before um, we get to the conversation with Rochelle. It's that it's so amazing and so interesting how much this podcast and the intention behind the podcast has shifted since um, episode one. Um, I have been called to have guests on the podcast and have friends, new and old, join me and give them the opportunity and hold space for them to share their message. And in inviting Rochelle onto the podcast and having her express interest in coming on with me, I just knew that her message would be so uplifting and so inspiring to others. And she truly embodies um, Empress energy. There's a, a loving nature, a compassionate nature, um, an overall just amazing lighthouse. She is a lighthouse. And it's completely authentic for Rochelle. There's no faking it. This is who she is. And she is unapologetically shining her light on this podcast. And she shines so brightly. And I am so, so, so grateful to be able to call her a friend. Um, Her journey has been inspiring to me. Um, She just recently completed a 10K run, and it was the very first kind of run that she's done like that, that long. Um, And it just gives me inspiration in my own life to set big goals and do things that scare me and rise above my fear and um, she is a shining example of that and I love her to bits and um, she's so special to me. So this podcast that we recorded was entirely ad lib. We had no plan of what we were going to talk about, and we let the conversation flow so naturally. And um, we kept it very real, lots of laughs. <laughs> I hope you enjoy the podcast and um, look forward to. Next week, have a great day. That was really awkward. Don't have a good day. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. I'm, I refuse to edit that out because those words about Rochelle and our experience with the podcast really um, were from the heart. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I did.
Hello and welcome to Move From Your Heart. This is our premiere episode of season two. Uh, and on season two, I'm going to have guests on board um, here to share their own personal message. So today I have the honor of having my dear friend Rochelle here with me. Uh, hey, Rochelle. Hey. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, getting to be my very, very first guest. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'd like you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself, if you feel called to do that. So, um, yeah, thanks guys. Thank you for having me on here. Um, so I, I'm born and raised here in Calgary and I currently work in a vet clinic right now. Um, but I have found, um, such a huge passion for health and fitness and mindset. Um, and I've just recently been on this journey. Um, my fitness journey started probably a couple of years ago. But throughout this journey, I've really found a love for loving who I truly am yeah. and just, you know, getting like a better mindset for who I am and who I stand for. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to be here today just to share what I've experienced and, you know, what we've experienced and... Yeah, I feel like you do have a very powerful message to share with the audience, um, especially when it comes to the fitness world and embodying the idea of fitness and self-love mm -hmm. feels totally. like so much of the industry these days um sort of like prey on people that feel like they aren't enough and they need a diet or they need mm -hmm. to change their body or whatever yeah 100 percent. so i feel like you are pivotal in that message mm -hmm. for people yeah, it's something that I've, I guess, like, since I've been part of it now, um, I've been more, I guess, self-aware. Um, yeah. When I first started this fitness journey a few years ago, I used to hate working out, like, anything to do with cardio and just, like, moving my body to the point where I can't breathe was not enjoyable for <laughs> me. <laughs> so I avoided it, but then it's interesting because... Right after college, I gained 20 pounds and I had a really hard time um, just feeling good about myself and I wasn't eating well. And then it just came to a point where I'm like, enough is enough. I'm the one that's in charge of my life and how I'm going to live it. And I'm sick and tired of not feeling good. So when I got into this fitness journey, I started eating better. So I started with my diet first yeah. um, and started feeling really good and I was losing weight. Um, and then... Yeah, I started doing home workouts, which were really fun, um, and it got me to a really good point um, with where I'm at in my journey now. And then as of recently past, I guess that was last July, I started getting into running, mm. and it's so funny <clears throat> when I talk to people about running, just because I kind of go back to like where I was when I first started. Um, and it was almost as if I had this belief in myself that I couldn't do it. Like, mm. that I can't, I can't run. Like, I can't do that because I have exercise-induced asthma. So, I this started when I was, like, young. Like, I remember probably back in junior high, 
and we had, you know, like gym class. I don't know if you guys did that where you had to like run laps yeah. around the field. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. How awful was that? <laughs> like, I actually remember in my mind, like, I'm just gonna, because I didn't live too far from my school, and I just remember saying, I'm just gonna run home. I'm gonna <laughs> avoid this because I don't want to do it. Because I can't do it. And I saw other people doing it, and I'm like, I'm not fit. I can't do yeah. that. So, for like pretty much my entire life, I was telling myself, I can't exercise. I can't do that. I have asthma. So now that I, I actually had a friend say to me last year when I, before I started running, she was like, why do you hate running? Is it because it's challenging and you're out of breath? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) She's like, welcome to running. That's the point of running. (laughs) People enjoy that. (laughs) Um, So then I'm like, yeah, it's going to be challenging and I'm going to do it because why am I putting a title on myself? If other people can do it, then I can do it. So what do you feel like shifted in your mindset from like that limiting belief to accepting that maybe you can be a runner? Yeah, I think um, what I've learned when I first started doing it, that you have so much negative talk in your mind. So when you're actually doing something that's challenging, whether it's running or if you're doing a podcast like this, (laughs) we have like this negative self talk. And I think it's like so important for you to like tune into that and take a Mm. step back and be the observer in your thoughts, which is very hard. So I think I kind of came to that realization when I was running and I just remember these thoughts come up like, ah, you're tired and you know, I'm sore and I can't do this. I'm out of breath and I can do this. And so I started pushing myself and like almost fighting with my thoughts. And then once I started seeing myself progress and getting better and like reaching my goals, it like totally shifted my mindset on who am I really? Like, Mm. is this, this negative self-talk that I've been telling myself for years since I was a kid or is this real? I'm like, this is, all been something that I've made up in my head for most of my life so I've taken that not only for like where I'm at with my fitness but I've used that in other aspects of my life where I have more so been like the observer of my thoughts as opposed to like listening to it and then like getting in my head like oh and like feeding that like negative self-talk it's more like listening to what your mind's telling you and then like okay, that these aren't my thoughts. Let it go. Let it shift yeah. through my mind. I really resonate with that as well. It was once I could separate my negative self-talk from my true self mm-hmm. is when you really realize how courageous and how powerful you actually are yeah. because you can separate that and rise above your limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself sometimes when I have that negative self-talk I can be like like I actually tell myself I don't have time for that right now like sometimes it does still have control but I will realize eventually that it's like trying they're trying to take control Mm. like it's trying to take control of my mind but um it feels like for you for running it was like training wheels Mm -hmm. totally yeah Yeah. like because you 
like the first thing that you moved past was like your limiting belief of running and cardio and exercise Mm -hmm. in that way. And then you realize that you can apply that to other aspects of your life, not just running. Yeah. And I think that's why I've actually gotten to the point where I can say that I truly love running because it's not Mm. only, I feel amazing once I'm done and I'm like reaching goals, but, um, yeah, it's just doing something that I never thought I would be able to do before. And like the whole mindset thing, like people say that running is like meditation, Mm -hmm. which I totally get now. I still have people say to me like, Oh my God, I could never run. And I say to them, yes, you can. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Yeah. And it's just, and it is, I think it's also important like to listen to your body when you feel like you need to just kind of rest and honor your body and listen to that. Um, but yeah, like it's just, it's interesting having those other conversations with people that you have that control. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. like, I don't run. It's like, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. It's <laughs> like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I just never thought that I would before I never thought that I would be able to even run Hmm. five kilometers and then a couple weeks ago run a 10 kilometer run and it is like such a big accomplishment for me just because I I felt like I won my negative self-talk yeah yeah so cool it also feels like like your biggest limiting beliefs because you've carried you Mm -hmm. carried that with you since childhood so it's been a long time where you've been believing that you weren't active or you know a runner or whatever um but it's in those big limiting beliefs where the true growth Mm -hmm. and like your true um not purpose I don't want to say purpose but like Mm -hmm. the real big healing happens right yeah so it's like once you start investigating like maybe what other limiting beliefs that you have like it's endless because we're human yeah but there's so much potential for growth in any limiting belief that we carry Mm -hmm. so when you flip your perspective from having the limiting beliefs being negative and flipping it into being something that is a positive aspect and you can learn and grow and heal from that Mm -hmm. like how amazing is that it's even almost gotten to the point I'm sure you can relate to this too where you have like a negative thought come through and the negative self-talk do you find yourself like where did that come from yeah and then like digging deep yeah. like back to your childhood and actually yeah. figuring out the root of that and I honestly feel like I figured out this whole childhood thing like a year ago mm-hmm. I had no idea because I'm like this is just who I am and I'm like what where did this come from I'm like it is back from my childhood whether it was like a comment from a friend or like a teacher or your parent, if it was something so little that will affect you later on in life and you're not going to realize it until you, I guess, analyze your feelings and your emotions and your experiences. Like, why am I handling it this way? Or why did I, you know, like, why am I having these thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. It's asking yourself, like, is this true for me? Yeah. Right? That's so powerful. Yeah. So I have this experience. It's so minor when I think about it with a limiting belief. But I <clears throat> was going to go to a woman's circle by myself. Mm-hmm. That's not a big deal. <laughs> like, you know, but my limiting beliefs, my negative self-talk was like, you're not going to know anyone. 
everyone's going to know each other, but you, you're going to be an outcast. Um, like, what if the people are weird? What if, like, mm. what if your time there is weird and stuff? And I could hear myself in my mind bringing up these excuses where um, I almost didn't go because they, it almost won. Like, I was like, I'll just go to the next one. Uh, you know, like, I'll call all my friends. <laughs> like, and then when no one wants to go with me, okay, maybe I'll just go, like, the next time. But it's so minor because, like, when you think about it, that almost held me back from a very powerful, potent experience that I'll always remember. For sure. So, when you let like the fear lead you you miss out on so much mm-hmm. life I think it's so important to be vulnerable yeah. and it's I find that's something that a lot of people have a hard time yeah to, like they have a hard time with being vulnerable mm-hmm. and I think that maybe I think feel like fear and vulnerability they go hand in hand yeah because I think if you're vulnerable yeah. you, you're letting go of that fear and being vulnerable is not comfortable. No, it's not. And I think we are, like, born to... It, it's almost, I feel like it's a survival thing, a survival yeah. mechanism where we, like, are living day to day to feel comfortable. And as soon as we are uncomfortable, it's like we're putting it ourselves in this, like, vulnerable state. And it's like our body's like, mm. But I think it's so important to do those things because, yeah, you are going to grow. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's... I read this, um, what was, it was a quote somewhere, I forget where I read it, excuse me, but it was, if you want to know why you do the things you do, stop doing them. That's a good one. (laughs) Right? Because, say, I don't know, maybe you have a belief that you only wear, like, neutral colors Mm -hmm. for for some reason, Mm -hmm. and then... You want to find out why you you wear black all the time? Try wearing bright yellow. Right. And you'll know immediately why you wear black. Oh. Yeah. And it comes with, like, this collective neuroses of, like, people that, you know, straighten their hair incessantly or get the fake eyelashes or anything physical like that. If you want to know why you do it, stop doing it. Oh, my gosh. Totally. Actually, it's funny when you said the straightening of the hair. And yeah. that's something for me that it's, it sounds little, but for me, it's so big. Um, my entire, pretty much my entire life, I straighten my hair every single day. And as of like, two, I have not straightened my hair in two months. And it was just like, I, it, it was so bad because I had this belief that I didn't love that part of me and it wasn't, even though it was me and it's natural. Um, I, it was so bad that I even got to the point where I'm like, my hair's curly today. I can't go out. I can't have people see me like this. Like, how awful is that? So I would make sure that my hair was straight. And like, that was just who I thought I was for so long. And then as of like, just a couple months ago, I just embraced that. I'm like, no, (laughs) my hair is crazy today. And like, whatever, I don't care. (laughs) I'm going to let it flow. (laughs) So what was it like the first couple times that you didn't straighten your hair? It was like, I ha- it was almost as if I didn't know myself. Like, I had to, like, look at myself in the mirror and be like, whoa. And then it got to the point where I started loving it. And I'm like, no, so I good. love it. Like, it just it's <clears throat> I've never gotten to the point where I, like, can love that part of me. And now that I've embraced 
like the natural part of me, I'm like, it just, it's almost freeing when you get to that space. It is, especially when you think about maybe like why you straightened your hair was because of like society told you that you needed to straighten your hair. Yeah. So when you stop straightening your hair, it's almost like a big F you to society. 100%. Yes. (laughs) And yeah. And I've even tried like trying to figure out where, again, where that came from. Like, and I wonder if it was someone that made a comment that they liked my hair better straight. And so Mm. I did this for so many years. Yeah. But if in order for me to love who I am and for someone else to come into my life, I have to love all of me. Yeah. You know, and I know you and I have talked about this whole, um, with like social media and how a lot of people are not authentic on mm-hmm. social media and there's like ways to change who we are is like our appearance and there's filters and yeah. I feel like social media can be so toxic when it comes to not owning our true authentic selves. Yeah, it's scary and vulnerable to like choose to put your true self out there mm-hmm. because Instagram and Facebook or whatever it's just like little tiny snapshots of your life mm-hmm. and it's nowhere near all of it and people are afraid to show like their true selves like yeah. how they're feeling what they're going through and stuff yeah. and I believe like showing that side is how we build connection with each other yeah right and if we're masked by the like societal standards of what we should be then how connected are we actually yes. when social media is such an amazing opportunity and tool to connect mm-hmm. with people mm-hmm. yeah it's so interesting hey um and that it reminds me of um the whole like connecting thing so going back to um probably back in December I had gone on a couple dating apps and tried the whole dating thing scene (laughs) and um it was fun like I met a lot of different guys on there and I was going on a bunch of dates um but it almost like got to the point where I so badly wanted to find that connection with someone um but I was spending so much time on my phone and like this is just where we're at now society (laughs) swiping yes (laughs) I hate it, but it's like some some people will say, how else do you meet people? I've come away a, a long way since then. But um, anyways, yeah, spending hours just like swiping and looking at a photo and deciding whether or not you find that person attractive. Like it's just so different. So I was spending so many hours and yeah, meeting a bunch of guys. And then it honestly got to the point where I'm like, I am so badly trying to find someone that I connect with but I'm disconnecting myself. So that was a big realization for me that I had to take a step back and it's time for me to connect with people and connect with myself was the biggest thing. So I deleted all of the apps. I'm like, I'm going off of it. (laughs) This is just not for me. Um, I know that my person is not on a a dating app, um, Mm. app, app or website or whatever. Um, and then since that realization, I have, like more tuned in with myself and with nature and connecting with other people. Um, and I find that when you start doing that and you start connecting with yourself, you're going to bring in so much 
more into your life and so much more love for yourself too. Yeah, it all starts with kind of what's going on on your inside, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. So how can you attract love and attract abundance and attract friendship or a relationship Mm -hmm. if you don't have that with yourself? Yeah. Wow. And I'll never forget a comment my mom said to me. Um, She was, I had like just was going over getting through a breakup and she said to me, Rochelle, it's time that you increase your (laughs) self-worth. Damn, mom. I hate when you're right. (laughs) I'm like, okay. So I really listened to that. I'm like, yeah, self-worth. Like who we're telling ourselves, who who we have been telling ourselves for so many years. Again, going back to the negative self-talk, like I think it's... And every relationship that we have in our lives is some kind of mirror of ourselves. And a lot of the time, a partner is, um, like a reflection of things that we need to heal. Yeah. That's interesting. Going through something like that. Anybody that comes into your life is going to be a lesson, but like you said, it is like, it is a reflection of who you are. Yeah. I find that fascinating. Mm -hmm. Because if you say you have someone in your life that you, you don't really align with you don't really get along with Mm -hmm. there's something in that person Mm -hmm. that wakes something up in you that is unhealed (laughs) because otherwise it wouldn't even matter you wouldn't even notice that about that other person (laughs) so (laughs) when you're on a date and you get those like red flags yeah you know like, oh where's that coming from it's like what part of me is in you like it sounds yeah weird when you say it but it makes so much sense and for me I, I guess totally I was finding a pattern with like these guys that I was mm. dating and mm. I'm like why am I attracting <laughs> the same person <laughs> for so long and I'm like shit so it's a part of you that yeah. needs to be healed yeah and I'm re- now I'm on that journey <laughs> But yeah, it's so good. interesting. <laughs> oh man, he's out there for you. Yeah, he is out there. I know that. <laughs> Maybe he's listening. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> we'll call him in for you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, and you want to find someone. That's also done a little bit of work too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Right? How can you... Because I, I think that is so important. Um, I'm going to share a story about someone. I don't think he's ever going to listen to this, but I feel the need to share this because it, again, was another realization for me. Um, so I, during one of my breakups, um, I'll never forget, he said to me, um, I can't be with you because I need to focus on myself and I need to work on myself. And it just made me realize that, and I, my response to him was, you know what, just so that you know, we are constantly working on ourselves and that's life. I think we are clearly not meant to be because, which is, you know, yeah, which is totally fine. But it's, I think when you're in a relationship, it is so important for those two people to be working on themselves 
together. Like, but then I also struggle with the whole, can you really be with someone if you don't truly love who you are? And I think Mm -hmm. that's maybe what he was dealing with. Um, But life is all about growing and learning and... Earth school. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And, yeah, I just, I feel like it all, life and love, I think there's, like, such a big connection with that. Like, I think we're on this earth to love because we love, whether it's friends or, like, with your partner, like. Yeah, love is the ultimate feeling. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And the more that you like find love in yourself, the more you bring in. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. There's been like a few people since I've been doing this work um, that have been like coming into my life that I feel like they've come into my life at like such a perfect time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's almost like healing that part of me too. I find like when you start doing the inner work and the like seeking and exploration and healing people naturally leave your life mm-hmm. like have you found that oh, that people are yeah. just dropping like flies yes but um <laughs> totally but then like the people that come in yeah are so much more aligned and like in tune with like you even if you just meet these people, you feel like mm. you've known them for a long time. For sure. There is that connection. And maybe that's just because we're both on, like, the same page in life. And we both have that, like, yeah, there's that connection there. Whatever that is. Yeah. 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 And weird to lose people in a way. Mm-hmm. But natural. I wonder if the people that are coming into the, our lives are there to teach us a lesson. And then once we've learned that and we've healed from that then some of those people anyway yeah I feel like then they're okay to yeah to go but then there's people in my life that I hold near and dear to my heart that mm-hmm. will always be in my life yeah you know um yeah beautiful yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh well <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing your message Thank of you. healing and self-love and love. Love, 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 love. love, love. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This has been so nice to come here and just, yeah, just share our feelings. and. We'll have you on again. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to the next one. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your message. So on that note, we're going to sign off from the premiere episode of Move From Your Heart Season 2. See you next time.